type it in. Your phone's so tiny. It is. Um, Your phone is gigantic. We have 38 minutes. Okay. Here you go. Okay. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween, everybody. Hey guys, if you haven't if you haven't noticed, we're in the car. <laughs> oh yes, they haven't they don't they can't see us. But if you hear the sounds, those are car sounds that maybe you forgot about. Yeah, sorry. We yeah. thought that for the Halloween episode it would be a great fun thing for us to go in the car and drive to our location again. Yeah. Did you miss it? Did you? <laughs> I guess we'll find out if the audio freaking sucks. Yeah. Turn right. <laughs> okay, thanks. April's doing our navigation because um, my phone is being used as a recording thing because we couldn't figure out the dash cam. Whoa. Oh. What is happening? This is our cute little oh, car yeah. charm. So you can see it in action. Yeah. If you're it's on Patreon. not usually that swingy. It's just because it fell <laughs> from right. where I was trying to hide it. Yeah, so we're driving to our location from our mom's house because we just recorded episode 30. Mm-hmm. That was a great time, as you all know, because you all listened to it through and through. Two weeks ago. You even you even listened to my story. You didn't just stop in April's and you kept going. I know who you are. I don't know who you are, but I see some people do that. Sorry. Don't do it this time. It's a Halloween episode. And yeah. There's ghosts. Okay. All right. Well... Oh, you know, I had I had notes for this episode. I wanted to talk to you about stuff, but now it's in my phone. What are you going to be for Halloween? That's what I was going to ask you. Well, it was in my brain by myself. You know, I think I'm going to be what? A ghost. <laughs> That's original. <laughs> I know. I have the costume. And I'm not dressing up for anything. Are you going to come to my house yesterday? I'm coming to your house. Oh, oh. 29th. Yep. I did tell you about that, right? Nope. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'll be there. Yeah, 29th, my house, 6 o'clock, sharp. Not dull. Nope. Okay. Uh, and yeah, I'll be there. Okay. Uh-huh. I thought I told everyone about it, but I must not You told not me have. that you were going to do something. Oh. So I knew there, there was going to be something. I just didn't know the plans. Okay, 29th, according to this episode, yesterday <laughs> at 6. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Be there, be square. In my ghost car. What are you going to be? I don't know. Well, you got to be known. I had the entire year to think about it. I did. And I will likely be either a pirate again, like last year, or I'll just be... Maybe I'll be a ghost, too. You could. I could. Maybe I'll be a witch. Huh. Anyway. Sweet. Well, happy Halloween. Hope you're having a safe one. And do Halloween fun things. Yeah. You know what's crazy? What? Is that in... How many days? Three days or four days after this comes out, my son, you guys, my eldest, is turning 10 years old. 10 years old. And you know what? I remember when he was born, I lived in St. George. <laughs> and I think I tell him this all the time, and he just looks at me like, okay. <laughs> like, but okay. I was in St. George, and it was my first nephew of any kind. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I gotta be there. I gotta yeah. experience all the things. Should you go being there? Go or all the way down? This tells you to go to I-15. Okay, got it. Um, and go that way. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I made Josh drive 100 miles per hour from St. George to friggin' wherever you were, Jordan Valley Hospital. Yeah. Yep. And so I could be there. I got there. <laughs> Sharp. Sharp. <laughs> and I 
run into the bathroom because we were driving for three hours. And so I ran to the bathroom to pee. And I, right as I was peeing, I got the text with a picture of Luke. (laughs) And I was like, I made it. I'm in the bathroom, but I made it. Oh my gosh. That was crazy too. Yeah. That was crazy time. That was. Yeah, 10. He's going to be 10. That was 10 years ago. And I remember holding him and there's a picture of me like with my eyes as big as possibly could be. (laughs) And I look like I look like a freaking weirdo, but I was like, oh my gosh, it's a baby. We didn't have babies around. No. He was the first baby around. He was the first one in our family. Yeah. Since me. And he's ten. Yeah. (sighs) Crazy. Anyway, those are my (laughs) updates. Do you have any updates, April? Um nope. Okay. I don't know. Do I? No. Uh, I had a Halloween party yesterday. <laughs> right. I assume it was fine. Look at these fall colors on the mountains. Oh, oh my gosh. Yesterday, I, I went up Big Cottonwood Canyon uh-huh. to Silver Lake. If you're in Utah, you know what that is. If you are going to visit Utah, go there. Yeah. All the way up Big Cottonwood Canyon, <laughs> there's um, a little town at the very end of the road that has a boardwalk. And they have a little shop there with the restaurant. But they have a boardwalk where you walk around this little lake. And we went up there yesterday, and it was bright yellow mm-hmm. everywhere. And it was... I mean, so the drive pretty. up is super pretty because you see every color that yeah. there is. It's like fruity pebbles. <laughs> Jordan was like, look at the colors. And Corey was like, uh, next year I'll just buy you a 64-pack of crayons. <laughs> and I was like, that's Shut not up. the same thing. But... No, Josh was just appreciative. I didn't make him do the Alpine Loop again because oh. people do not, like, people park on the sides on both sides, and it's mm-hmm. so narrow that like only one car can fit through. So if there are so two lanes of traffic, like no one can get through. So mm-hmm. it sucks to drive there, but the views so pretty. Oh, it's so pretty. Yeah, right now is the perfect time to go look at the leaves. Well, not when you're listening to it two weeks oh, yeah. ago. <laughs> Well, if you're listening, if you haven't seen the leaves, you missed it. You missed They're it. They're on the ground now, so yeah. But I'll, I mean, we'll post pictures. I'll post yeah. pictures of wh- what picture I've of seen. That. Right with this Highlander in front of us. Yeah, can't really see it. I'll try to get a better picture later. But my it's gosh, so the colors! If you got to visit Utah in the fall, like mm-hmm. end of September, beginning of October, and it'll be like your dreams have come true, mm-hmm. and you've seen the most beautiful thing in the world, and your life will be complete. <laughs> Totally complete. I I remember going on drives with the family mm-hmm. and well, like caravanning through right. the canyons, and I had tears in my eyes. <laughs> it makes you emotional. It, like the the fall colors make me emotional. Well, because it, it's so beautiful, like breathtakingly. Beautiful. You really and like pictures don't do it justice, no. and like seeing it in person, you're just like, this is literally the most beautiful thing I've ever seen, and then. When we go in, <laughs> every year when we go and cut down our Christmas tree, mm-hmm. tears again. <laughs> I love it so much. Listening to Christmas music, driving through the snow, like oh, like I feel so many feelings. Like this is this is what life's about. Right. <laughs> like I'm a psycho. We're in God's country. Yeah, this is. I'm just a freak. Okay. Oh no, you're just. Crying. Let me make sure this is recording because I would be sad if it wasn't. Okay. And is the mic plugged in? Yes, it is. Okay. <laughs> I checked. I think that was the last, wasn't the last That one? was the last one we did. I think we were so defeated. Guys, that is when we were just like, screw it. <laughs> we're staying home. Yeah. 
we were really upset. Um, but now I have a cool story for you. Okay. Well, it's not. It's not a cool story. I don't have to explain. It's I know fine. What you mean. It's just a story that is for our podcast. That is uh, topical for what we like to talk about. Yeah, and it's Halloween scary. Okay. Mackenzie Lewick was born March 8th, 1996, and grew up in LA. Sorry. Do you recognize the name Mackenzie Lewick? No. Oh, well. I don't. You will. I think you'll remember the story once I get to the bad parts. Okay. She had one older brother and two younger brothers, so she's the only girl in her family. She arrived in Utah when she began attending University of Utah, where she majored in kinesiology and okay. pre-nursing. Wow. She joined a sorority of Alpha Chi Omega. She found work here in Salt Lake City at a biological testing company and planned to have a career in health sciences and was on her way to graduate in May 2020. But Monday, May, July 17th, what did I say? Monday, Mon- July 17th. I, in my head, I said Monday, May, July. Oh, did I say that? You might have. Okay. I, in my head, I translated it, so. Okay, well, on Monday, <laughs> July 17th, 2019, Mackenzie was returning to Salt Lake City from L.A. where she was attending her grandma's funeral. As soon as she landed in Salt Lake City... Um, I remember this. Yeah. I remember where I was when I heard about it. And I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. Mitch was in the hospital with a kidney stone. <laughs> and I only had the news to watch. And yeah. that's what came on. And I'm just like, Mitch, turn it up. Yeah. I remember this now. Okay. Okay. So as soon as she landed at Salt Lake City International Airport, Mackenzie sent her parents a text letting them know that she had arrived in Utah. In the following days, Mackenzie's parents tried reaching her many times, but she never answered. Four days after Mackenzie landed in Salt Lake City, her father called 911 and told the operator, quote, Yeah, I'd like to get, if possible, a witness or a wellness check done on my daughter. I've been trying to get a hold of her all week. Her father told police all calls went straight to voicemail, so her phone must be turned off. So police went to Mackenzie's apartment. Her car was outside, so they knocked on the door with no answer. She didn't seem to be home. But she didn't have her car. Like, she didn't drive herself to oh. the, the airport, right? Okay. Um, yeah. They found out Mackenzie had missed her midterm exams at school. Mm-hmm. And the last time anyone had seen her was when she landed at the airport. Investigators obtained her phone records. And they reflected that Mackenzie's phone was turned off at 3 a.m. on the day she landed in Salt Lake City. Oh, no. Mackenzie also had a flight back to California on June 23rd. But she didn't board. That's when you know there is something terrible. Yeah, right. Probably happened. So, do we know who picked her up from the airport? Yeah, we'll get there. Okay, okay. Further investigation uh, showed they discovered Mackenzie ordered a lift to Hatch Park in North Salt Lake City. Mm -hmm. Uh, Shortly after she landed at the airport on June 17th, she called a lift um, and then, sorry. Which led police to begin to search Hatch Park area, because that's where she was dropped off, according to the, the lift records, right? Hatch Park. Where Hatch is Park. Uh, Did you already say where that Sa- North Salt Lake. Okay. Um, police tracked down the lift driver, and according to him, Mackenzie told him that, he was, that she was planning on meeting a friend there. When he dropped her off at Hatch Park, a maroon Subaru was already there waiting for her. 
the owner of the Subaru got out of their car, saw them, she's, oh my gosh, I'm sorry, okay, the owner of the Subaru got out of their car, and the Lyft driver saw them talking to Mackenzie, the Lyft driver said they seemed casual and comfortable with each other, so she, or he wasn't concerned mm-hmm. about leaving her there, right? Yeah. I guess for all he knows, it all is good. Right. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, the Lyft driver was removed from their suspect list because police were able to confirm that he picked up another customer immediately after dropping off Mackenzie and continued working hours after. Okay. Um, so the big question is, uh, who was this friend that picked her up, right? Right. Um, and what was she doing? It was 3 a.m. Why would she not be dropped off at her place that she lived and instead she was dropped off at a park? Right. Like, usually after a long flight, you're not wanting to go do something else. You're usually like, I need to get home and unpack or whatever. Well, and it was 3 a.m. Yeah. Yeah. Weird time. That's really weird. So, investigators began looking into Mackenzie's life and into her friends. Her friends were able to confirm to police that she was using using dating apps like Tinder, seeking arrangements, and call her daddy records. Okay. So, some... So, meeting strangers. Meeting strangers, basically, yeah. yeah. Um, with this information, they were able to find several IP addresses that were used to communicate with Mackenzie's phone. Uh, the day she disappeared. Police were able to trace one of the IPs to a man named Ayula Ajayi. Okay. So a little bit about Ayula. Uh, He was originally from Nigeria. He had a green card that allowed him to work in the U.S. and he was previously going to Utah State University but was banned from campus due to issues with his visa as well as allegations that he stole some another student's iPad. Um, but then in 2015, he was able to return to campus after things were cleared up with his visa. Um, he stuttered, stuttered? He studied oh. computer science, but ultimately did not graduate. Okay. He worked briefly with the Army National Guard and was most recently working as an IT person, IT analyst type thing. Yeah. Um, but on June 22nd, police went to Ayula's house in Salt Lake City uh, and he told police that he didn't know Mackenzie and that he left his Wi-Fi open to the public because he has an Airbnb that he uses with his residence and so he said that someone must have used his Wi-Fi to communicate with Mackenzie because it wasn't him. Okay. Okay. Um, Ayula allowed police to look at his phone uh, they noticed that he also had the same app called Seeking Arrangements. Hmm. Uh, Interesting. So, a little bit about Seeking Arrangements. It's an app for sugar daddies and sugar babies as a dating app, okay? okay. Uh, sugar babies seeking older, wealthier partners to help with finances for either tuition, material things like clothes, and things like that. Okay. Ayula didn't say much to police when they were there at his house, but he did call them after they left. And he said he did actually text with Mackenzie the day before she went missing. But he didn't know her. Right. (laughs) Okay, buddy, this is not the time to be changing your story. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, So, apparently, their communication only consisted of, she sent him a text that only consisted of a question mark. And the police asked if he responded, and he said, well, yeah, I did. Um, All I said was, seeking arrangements. 
which is the text that they used, right? Okay. And he sent her a photo of himself because she asked for it. Okay. Which, I'm sorry, women usually don't ask for pictures. They don't like dick pics. I oh, don't... Oh, those pictures. Like, yeah. not a picture of his face, but a picture yeah. of that. Okay. Yeah. And she did not ask for it. I don't know. I yeah. doubt it. I doubt I've it. I doubt it. I've never asked for one. <laughs> Most women have it. They're all unsolicited. Yeah. We know. We know what it looks like. Yeah, we... We know. We don't want to care. Okay. Um, anyway. anyway. So he said that that's pretty much all the communication that they had, and it stopped there. Okay. All, and that was the day, He said it was all the day before. Okay? Huh. Um, Not good timing. Yeah, right? Um, at this point, police have Ayula as the top suspect, right? Okay. They begin looking into his social life. They obtained his phone records and discovered that his phone was in the same area of North Salt Lake the same time Mackenzie was there. And he oh. was the last person to have contact with her. Oh. So. That's not good. But even still, he denied seeing Mackenzie that morning. He said, nope, I wasn't there. It wasn't me. Sorry. Um, police got the surveillance video near Hatch Park where they saw a maroon Subaru that, left, that the Lyft driver... Uh, detail to them, right? Okay. Um, it left shortly after the Lyft driver did. When police looked into what a Eula's car was, he drove a 2013 Kia Optima that matched the description the Lyft driver Oh. Said. So it, yeah. they, they thought it was a Subaru, but... It was an Optima. It had, like, the same, like, body, body shape. shape and everything. Um, on June 26th, Police searched Ayula's home. There was still no sign of Mackenzie, and none of her friends or family had heard from her yet. While they searched Ayula's house, they brought him in for questioning. The police asked, or sorry, he asked police why he was there. He said, quote, this is terrible. I just want this to be over. It's like, well, as far as you're concerned, you're not even involved. Right, so So why are you worried? Yeah, what do you want to have over? Right. Like, if you really were innocent and it really did end at those texts, then it is over for you. That's it. Yeah, so he he continued to tell police that he never met Mackenzie in person and he wasn't at Hatch Park. He said he was with his baby mama and police asked who his baby mama was and he said he only knew her first name, but oh he kept in touch with her because he was pregnant or she was pregnant with his baby. And I'm like you yeah, don't know right. your baby mama's last name. That's but bull. you spent time with her. That's bullshit. Yeah, that <laughs> is such a terrible lie. Right? Oh my gosh, I'm sure the police officers were like trying so hard not to roll their eyes. Like, you really expect us to believe that? Like, right. okay, exactly. Like, you really think we were born yesterday? Right. Da-da-da. So, Ayula ended up giving police his password for his phone and his laptop, which later is nice for police. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he continued to deny being at the park and said, quote, that's not safe for her or safe for me for being there at 3 a.m. So they're like, like he's still saying, why would I be there? That's not safe, right? Police said they had evidence showing that he was there at the park based off phone records and <laughs> surveillance. Idiot. And he still denied it. Oh my gosh. What Ayula didn't know at this time is police found evidence at his house. They, uh, let's see. They used a cadaver dog that alerted police to a certain area of the backyard, which appeared to have been recently turned over. 
it was covered in a thin layer of mulch and they found a piece of fencing that had a smoke pattern in the shape of a wheelbarrow in his garage. So like he had a fire uh-huh. and there's like the cadaver dogs pointed them to an area, this turned over area, like the, the okay. ground had been disturbed. Okay, got it. So in an alleyway behind his backyard, they found partially buried or burned items, black clothes and a strap of a purse or backpack. Police spoke to Ayula's neighbor, and one of them said they saw him having a bonfire on the 18th or 19th of June. The smoke was so bad that she told Ayula that she would call the fire department if he didn't. Oh no. During the interrogation, the police asked him about the fire in his backyard, and he said that he was burning plastic and wood and would sometimes burn animal carcasses of sheep and goats because he ate them. What? And you would not burn their carcasses. I don't know what you would do with them, but it's like, okay, then prove that. Right. Prove it. Prove it. (laughs) You know? But that is so wild. Right. But the DNA profile from the Utah Crime Lab developed some muscle tissue they found in samples from the backyard. And the muscle tissue matched Mackenzie's DNA. Oh my gosh. Um, Ayula was arrested and charged with aggravated murder, aggravated kidnapping, and desecration of a body. Police had DNA evidence that Mackenzie was in his backyard but did not have her body. The investigators continued to look at Ayula's phone records and they found his phone pinged in Logan Canyon, 85 miles north of Salt Lake City. Um, police found charred remains in Logan Canyon in a shallow grave with brush over it in a wooded area of the canyon. It was Mackenzie. Wow. Her arms were bound behind her back with rope. The medical examiner showed Mackenzie suffered blunt force trauma to the head that caused brain hemorrhaging, which is what killed her. Wow. But she was all, it also showed that she was strangled. Ayula pled guilty to aggravated murder and desecration. So now he admits it. Yeah and desecration of a human body in exchange for the death penalty being off the table. Due to the plea deal, charges of obstruction of justice, aggravated kidnapping, and forcible sexual abuse were dropped. Uh, Let me see where we're at. You're going to get off at exit 306. Okay. Through his attorney, Ayula told the story of what happened. They met on seeking arrangements in 2018. He planned to murder her before they met up in preparation for what he planned to do. He turned off security video cameras he had in his home before he drove to Hatch Park to meet her. He didn't want evidence of her being at his house on video. Wow. As soon as they arrived to his house, he tied her hands behind her back and began to choke her. He admitted that he strangled her and burned her body and buried her in his backyard. When the police showed up asking about Mackenzie, when they left, like, so they they showed up, and when they left, he panicked and removed her body from his backyard and took her up the canyon. Okay. So, oh, wow. Okay. So, her body was there when the police were doing door-to-door around Hatch Park. Imagine that. Right? That's insane. That's what scares me so much about these, anybody using dating apps is like you are meeting up with a stranger. You don't know their intentions and you won't know their intentions until you get to meet them and know Uh them. 
And maybe you never even really know their intentions. Right. So you're going to turn left on State Street in 0.7 miles. Yeah, that's so scary. So scary. He admitted that when he was attacking her, she pled for him to stop, but he didn't. Instead, he turned her on her stomach and used a belt to choke her until she stopped moving. That is so horrible. Yeah. That is so horrible. Okay, let me... Just because we're getting close, let me just well, pause my story for a sec. So, he said that they've been talking since 2019. and then 2018. Was, and 2018. this happened in 2019. Okay. In June. So, so like, maybe at that point she felt like she could trust him. You know? Like, he just uh, let her yeah, on. Maybe. Like, she must have felt like like or, she knew him enough and she trusted her judgment. Right. And, like, what can you do at that point if exactly. they turn... Because, like, you never know when someone's going to turn out to be a freaking monster. It could mm-hmm. be years down the road. Exactly. So true. Like, we... I mean, even after you've married them, Yeah, they know? can turn into someone completely different because their brain stops working. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. And this just says... You're going to keep going... You're going to turn right on South Temple. South. East South Temple. Okay. And... Okay. How far away is that, does it say? Oh, it's not there yet. Let's see. Maybe it'll tell me. In 0.6 miles. Okay. So, you'll want to get over to the right. Okay. So, after news broke about his attack on Mackenzie, another woman came forward saying that she also, or she was also attacked by him. Oh. Um, in 2018, he kidnapped her, raped her. And so, that was added to his charges. Oh, wow. it's green. Um... He also faced 19 counts of sexual exploitation of a minor due to material found on his laptop, which included many images of child pornography. Whoa. This specific charge was dropped as a part of a plea deal. Um, Prosecutors were unable to find motive for why he decided to kill Mackenzie that morning, but there were dark signs that showed that he had plans all along. He contacted a construction contractor named Brian Wolf to build a secret soundproof room underneath his porch. He wanted hooks to be fitted and mounted high above head height and to build, let's see, um, he wanted access to the room to be only by fingerprint. He said he wanted this for a secret room to hide alcohol because his girlfriend was Mormon. Um, Brian felt, yeah, right. Brian felt uncomfortable with this request and declined the job. Good on you, Brian. Way to go. That really does make me wonder if, like, people that work in construction, the crazy requests that they've gotten, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's three on two more lights. The third one is when you turn right on. Okay. After this one. Okay. That makes sense. Like, not the next one, not the next one, but the the next next one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I described that really weird. Yeah. Ken Garf. I know. It says it's for lease. Like, that entire tower? That's probably a floor. Oh. I guess. Maybe not. Maybe it is the entire floor. Isn't Ken Garf a car place? Yeah. Or auto? No? Mm-hmm. I yeah. don't know. It's a dealership. Okay. That's right? what I thought. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that was... I love how we just don't own up to any of our knowledge. Like, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Could be. Very true. <laughs> Oh, Maverick. There's just so many more buildings down. We're in downtown Salt Lake right now, you guys. And uh, we're just discovering our surroundings. Yeah, there's just a lot to look at. Anyway, it would suck to live or 
be here. <laughs> it does suck to be here. <laughs> don't like downtown Salt Lake. I don't either. It makes me really anxious. Yeah. So good luck with your driving. I don't want to. <laughs> I I'm not a fan. No. Um. Okay. So let me look at the map for a second. Okay. Want to get right. So not this light, but that light. Okay, 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 okay. Then in 1.4 miles, you're going to turn on to P Street. Turn left on P Street. Oh, okay. Where? Then 1.3 miles. Okay. Okay. I'll read for a second. Okay. I'm almost done. Okay. So, he wanted this soundproof room. The contractor said, yeah, dude, that's weird. No. Yeah. And so, that just goes to show that he had plans all along, months ahead of time. Why didn't he, like, if he really was eating sheeps and goats, why didn't he just say, like, oh, it's for me to do my slaughtering? To slaughter sheeps and goats? I don't know. I feel like that's a little bit more scary than saying, I just want to put alcohol in it. Yeah, but it's more realistic. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. I'm not talking, I mean, I shouldn't give people ideas on how to lie. Yeah. But also, why not say... I don't know. Why didn't Brian, like, tell the police, like, hey, this guy's asking for a soundproof room. Right. But I guess that's not so saying did, it's... Did anybody build it for him? No. Okay, so it never even happened. No, because I think he's, like, maybe he doesn't understand social cues. Like, why is that weird? I don't know. Oh, maybe. You know, yeah, maybe he didn't understand why that would be, like, raise red flags. Right. I don't know. Okay. Anyway. Strange. So, on October 23rd, 2020, Judge Bernice... Trace, Bernice Trace, Bernice, Bernice Trace. With a V? Yeah, with a oh. V because I was talk, talking into this and oh. telling it to type for me because I was lazy. <laughs> um, uh, Bernice Trace sentenced Ayuli to life in prison without the possibility of parole. He was also sentenced to five additional years in prison for desecrating of a body. Yeah. He apologized in court. What the what the what? Isn't the Masonic Temple? Yeah, it is. That's the Masonic Temple. Right. I'm gonna cover that one. That's it's, cool. It's I've the, never seen those like weird like the sphinx or the sphinxes. Yeah, it's like the it's the um what is it called? Freemasons, the Freemasons with Joseph Smith's deal. It's all. I want to do a story about Freemasons too. Maybe we'll do a a joint story. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Okay. Okay. But yeah, that's freaking weird. Isn't I've that never crazy? Seen that. I haven't seen it in person either. But I've, I, it's on my list. I mostly just want to do a Freemason story because I don't understand Freemasons. Me either. That's why I wanted to look it up. Okay. See, we're in the same thing. Yeah. I want to understand. Okay. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Let me. I uh, have a little less than half a mile till P Street. But luckily, it's in um, alphabetical order. <laughs> oh yeah, that helps. Look how pretty that little. Oh, see, I would love to have a house down here. It's so colonial. Even if it's just like a <laughs> shop. Or maybe build one. Yeah. Like in where I am. And make it look like that. Make it look like it's supposed to be authentic. Right. It's so spooky looking. It is. It really is. Especially with all like the dead vines growing up. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. Ronald McDonald house. Why? Interesting. I feel like I'm discovering a whole new place. Right. Okay, you have a little more. It's probably the next light, right? It's not a light. Oh, okay. So look. This is O Street, so it's the next left. Okay, I see it. There's not even a sign, so I'm glad we have a map. This is it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. 
Here I go, here I go, here I go again, girls. What's my weakness? Man. Okay, then chilling, chilling, minding my, my business. Saw so I look around and I couldn't believe this. I only know that part. Ugh, I lost my train of thought because I was looking at stop signs and then I just <laughs> it was telling you to stop. <laughs> yeah, it was like, be done, be done, be done, be done. <laughs> like, should I take this as a sign? <laughs> I didn't. You I kept didn't. trying and then I failed. Ooh, do you see where we're going? It's a cemetery. Salt Lake City Cemetery. <laughs> yep. Uh, that was a tough guess. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. That is cool. Dope. And that led us right to it. That's really nice. Okay, then you turn right. <laughs> I mean, I guess you can find a spot to be. Yeah. You just, I could, best guess you can just park on the side. Okay. In the can't, shade. Can't get kicked out there, huh? Watch us get kicked out. You can't be at the cemetery on a Sunday. Can you imagine if they were like, no, turn around, get out of here. Right. I'm going to track in this little tree shade. Okay. Watch these people say, why are you parked in front of my house? Yeah, this is for Bitch, guests only. I'm <laughs> looking at the street and the ghosts. We've just been, I think that's another reason why we stopped going places because we kept getting kicked out. We for got just parking. kicked out everywhere we went. <laughs> it was very frustrating. Okay. So I'm almost done. I only have two bullet points left. Okay. Um, so he apologized in court, though her parents said that they didn't believe it, it was genuine. Mm-hmm. Um, her parents gave a statement speaking about how they'll never get to see their only daughter, Mary, and have children. And Mackenzie's father said, quote, my daughter Mackenzie was a sweet, amazing young lady in a world with, sorry, in a world mm, with a whole world ahead of her. She was a kind-hearted person that cared about others. Now I'll not have the opportunity to see her life blossom. God, that is so sad. And that is the story of Mackenzie Lewick. Just be careful, please, when using dating apps. Is my... There's a pervert 10 feet from you. <laughs> At all times. At all times. There's so probably out. a murder about the same. Right. Aspiring murders. Mm-hmm. Regular, already seasoned murders. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're everywhere. Yeah. Watch out. Watch out. Take care of yourself. Take bear spray. No, no. Mace. Mm. I thought you were doing this, like, take pictures. <laughs> no. I was like, shh, shh. Oh. Yeah. Mace. And uh, rape whistles. And what are other things? Pocket knives. And mm-hmm. you can get a concealed carry. Mm-hmm. I don't trust myself for that. I don't either. But you can take classes on mm-hmm. when to know when to use things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, should we stop this? And go walk around for a sec? Yeah. Okay. Stop. We're back in the car, and we just walked around the cemetery. Um, Ooh, look at that one built into the side of the hill. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. cool. Um, but, yeah, so we're kind of driving through right now. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. All right, so... I'm covering the ghosts of Salt Lake City Cemetery. Um, The cemetery was one of the first things that needed to be established after the Mormon pioneers arrived in Salt Lake Valley. Uh, The first burial was of an eight-month-old infant named Mary M. Wallace. Her father brought her to the top of these foothills because he thought it was a beautiful place for um, her to be buried because it overlooked the entire Salt Lake Valley. And many people followed suit because shortly after they brought their loved ones up on top of the hill to bury them. 
And before long, Brigham Young set aside about 300 acres up here to make it be the official Salt Lake City Cemetery. Mm-hmm. So over the last about 180 years, it has become a resting place for at least 125,000 people. That's so many. Right. It really is so many. And what's crazy, too, is, like, you just look out and you see all these headstones, but, like, there's a lot that you still, you can't see anymore because it's been overgrown by grass or the trees. Like, there are so many, there's so many headstones here. Um, But I can't go without mentioning what happened back in the 1860s when Jean-Baptiste was the grave digger. Yeah. That was back in episode two, so if you forgot that whole thing go back and listen to episode two because that was a wild story um but yeah he was a grave digger here back in the 1860s um but the ghost of jean baptiste is sometimes seen roaming amongst the graves carrying a bundle of clothing and a shovel now there are two urban legends that come out of the cemetery that i can't go without mentioning one of them is emo's grave which we got to visit because we found it it's easy to find (laughs) um but i didn't find the other one so we'll get there so Emo's grave is located in the Jewish section of the Salt Lake City Cemetery, and it's located in the avenues just north of 4th Avenue and 990 East. When you look at Emo's grave, it actually doesn't have the name Emo anywhere on it. That's because it's a crypt for a man, a Jewish man, named Jacob E. Moritz. So let's learn about Jacob. So do you say why it's called Emo? Yes, yeah, so okay. there's... Yeah. So... He was born in Germany in 1849, and he immigrated to America when he was 16. He spent a few years working at a brewery in New York, then eventually moved to Montana to get his hands dirty in the mining business. Little is known about how he did in the mining business, but he eventually made his way to Salt Lake City to open up his own brewery. That was in 1871, and he called it the Little Montana Brewery. His business was extremely successful, and he gained enough profit to open up a much larger and nicer brewery on 10th East and 5th South in Salt Lake City, and he renamed it to the Salt Lake Brewing Company, which is now the Anniversary Inn. Over the next four decades, Moritz was able to export his beers to different areas throughout Utah, Arizona, Wyoming, Colorado, and California. And for a long time, it was known as the largest brewery outside of Milwaukee. And during all of this, he owned at least 36 saloons. And in 1889, he married his wife who who immigrated from Hawaii. Her name was Lahela Lewison. They were both very active in the local Jewish community in Salt Lake City. He was the president of the Temple Benai, Israel, and she was the leader of the Hebrew Ladies Relief Society. Not only was he a successful businessman and heavily involved in the religious community, but he was also involved in local politics. In 1895, he was actually a member of the convention that drafted the constitution in which Utah would become a state. Oh, that is sweet. There's a little picnic happening around that little grave site. There's like seven people. That's so sweet. Um... He was very well-liked, and he was known to be a really good guy. And he was actually known to be very giving and, you know, helped the needy Mm -hmm. in any way that he thought he could. Um, So even though he sold beer in very large quantities, he was actually really well-liked by the Mormons. He wasn't shunned because he's a sinner. Nope. I guess they thought he was good enough. (laughs) (laughs) Must be nice. Yeah. (laughs) Gee, what do you got to do? Sell beer, I guess. 
All right. In October of 1909, Jacob and his wife, Lahela, traveled to Europe because Jacob's health was declining, and they decided that he needed a break from his business and just kind of go on a vacation. In, uh, so he left in October, and by the next year in June, when they arrived in Germany, shortly after they arrived, Jacob passed away from lung and stomach cancer. The local newspaper announced his death, and Lahela had his remains cremated and then decided to place the vase of ashes inside of a crypt in the Jewish Jewish section of the Salt Lake City Cemetery, and as far as I understand, he never had a funeral. Oh, really? Yeah. Which you I think he would with how popular he was. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how long Lahela stayed in Germany, but, like, she definitely sent his ashes here. She didn't come with his ashes. Like, she, she didn't? Mm-mm. She sent them here, which is just... Don't you think she'd have them with her? You think... I don't know. Interesting. It's very interesting, huh? She remarried and moved to California eventually. And I've told you all of this because ever since his crypt was built and put here, there's been legends, or legends and rumors have surfaced about Emo's grave. Nobody really knows why they called it Emo's grave, except that somebody theorized that it could be because his middle initial is E, and then Moritz, M-O, so maybe they got emo out of that but it's like so strange like why did you pick those letters what a weird why rename it at all right (laughs) I don't know I don't know it's so strange however I did read that oh I already said that okay based on how the crypt is designed many believe that it was bound to be part of some urban legend eventually Mm -hmm. because the way it's designed is that it's just a vertical rectangle cement block with a giant door on the front and it used to have a window in the door that you could look inside and see his vase oh right um but over time people vandalized it and they ended up having to remove that window and just put a a sheet of metal on there um i even heard that like the vase that his ashes were in got destroyed and they ended up having to move his ashes to an undisclosed location whether that's on in the cemetery still or it's like with his family somewhere people suck for real like just leave things alone look don't touch right Um, people just ruin everything for everybody i just don't understand it yeah seriously so technically right now the crypt is empty Um, Legends and rumors have circulated about things that have happened at this crypt, though. Or things that happens when you do certain things. So, Mm -hmm. one legend says that if you look inside the window of the crypt, back when it was there, during a full moon, you would see a face looking back at you. Your reflection? (laughs) (laughs) That's what somebody said. They're like, it was probably just the reflection, like, on the vase that was in there. (laughs) But... Yeah. The second legend I found was that if you light a stick match next to the crypt, you'll see a face looking out of the window of the crypt. Mm. So if you just strike a match, that's when you'll see it. Another legend says that if you light a candle, then circle the crypt while chanting emo, 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 then look inside, you'll see a pair of red glowing eyes staring back at you. Nowadays, the window that used to be there is covered up, but... So since there's not a window anymore, though, the legend has adapted. Um, they say that if you light a candle and walk backwards around the grave three times chanting emo, then a pair of red glowing eyes will appear near the crypt. So if you stop by, though, definitely leave a pebble on the gravesite because apparently 
It's an ancient Jewish tradition to leave a pebble when visiting a gravesite. Which I love. Yeah, one reason I found was that it wards off evil spirits, and another reason was that it shows how many visitors had visited that site. Yeah. And me and you both saw that with our own eyes. And (laughs) we left a pebble. We did leave a pebble on Jacob's grave. Mm Mm-hmm. I wanted to be a part of the tradition. I think that's cool. Isn't that so cool? I kind of like it because I was telling you, I was like, people leave flowers, but they die, and then they get cleaned up by Mm -hmm. the cemetery. But, like, I like the idea of doing the pebbles or the rocks because they're just there forever. Well, yeah, we were walking by a lot of headstones that had, like, pebbles on the top, but it looked like they had been there for a long time based off, like, the watermarks around them. Yeah. So it goes to show that the people that are taking care of the grounds aren't... They're not clearing their rocks. Yeah, they're yeah. they're leaving them there, which is... I think that is just so cool. All right, so about the other urban legend. Okay. This is about Lily E. Gray. Mm-hmm. Do you know this one? No. She was born June 6th of 1881 and died November 14th of 1958. Hmm. And on her headstone, it says, Victim of the Beast, 666. It does? Mm-hmm. Where is it? I couldn't find it. We could find it if we wanted to look into it, but I don't know oh. where it is. Um, according to Utah records, Lily died of natural causes at the age of 77. No one is quite sure why her husband decided to include Victim of the Beast on there. But I thought... Maybe it was his way of, like, having last word of, like, no, you go to hell, <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> but I found that the truth is her husband, named Elmer, was described as being very eccentric. Mm-hmm. Um, he had multiple run-ins with the law. He was known to be paranoid and believe in most conspiracy theories. Oh. Some speculated that the beast was actually the government. He claimed that he and Lily were kidnapped by five Democrats... And they killed Lily and covered it up, making it look like his natural causes, and put pulmonary embolism on her death certificate. What? Oh, man. Yeah. Um, so you could take this as a man who's delusional, a man who's maybe telling the truth, or someone who just had a really odd sense of humor. <laughs> I mean, I could see Josh putting something funny on mine. And people being like, I don't get it. <laughs> you yeah. know? It's like an inside joke. You're like... That doesn't seem nice. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, either any way possibility, no one knows. I bet they have an inside joke, like, if the devil doesn't take you first, <laughs> then take me first. Yeah. You know? Like, whoever goes first goes to hell. Yeah. And then, I bet it was an inside joke. Yeah. Who or knows? he really didn't like her. <laughs> yeah. Like, honestly, though. Or, or maybe are... he was delusional. Well, maybe. I've heard of delusions where people think... It was in one of our stories. Mm. Someone thought that their wife was the wife of the devil in another life. It was the Lafferty brothers. Oh. Remember? Yeah. Wow. A long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. But he was like, yeah, my wife was. That's right. Like his delusions were my wife used to be married to the devil in another life. Mm -hmm. Like he was psycho. I did read that Elmer was diagnosed with Parkinson's and I and I oh. then read that sometimes that can cause them to have hallucinations. Oh, okay. So, I bet it was something similar to that. Yeah, very possible. Very possible. Uh-huh. But it's an urban legend, right? Yeah. So, of course, many creepy things have happened here or else this legend wouldn't have la- lasted so long. Yeah. Plus, the Salt Lake City Cemetery is known to be Utah's most haunted cemetery. I disagree. Yeah, 
<laughs> we walked around with a EMF detector and it didn't beep. It beeped one time. When we talked about a tree. Yeah, we said, oh, look, it's a tree headstone. And then it went beep. And then nothing after that. So, I don't I, know. I just disagree. <laughs> well, then I was telling April that the cemetery right next to my house, um, I take my EMF detector over there sometimes and it goes off like crazy. Like it goes up to like 16 points. So it's not Oops. like your EMF Sorry. detector is broken. No, it works. That's why I'm like, why is it not? And it wasn't doing anything the whole time except yeah, for that one it time that it beeped. Yeah, zero forever. Huh. I guess we could have it on while we drive around. Yeah. I, you put it away. I put it away. Well, if we ever come back and walk around, maybe we'll see. Yeah. And I told April, too, maybe it's the section that we were in. Like, we were in the Jewish section, then we went to the Catholic section. Yeah. Maybe we need to go to, like... The Mormon section? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so... Or the non-denominational? Yeah. Because they don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, visitors often... <laughs> <laughs> Visitors often hear phantom footsteps walking around. How it could be the hear? squirrels or the we quails. We just hear quails in a bush. <laughs> yeah, we had to stop. Like, look, we kind of like got down on our hands and knees and looked under a bush, and there were a bunch of quail babies. We did do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, investigate. If you hear footsteps, stop for a second and look in a bush. It might just be an also, animal. How do you hear footsteps on a on grass? Dude, I hear footsteps on grass all the time. Like. I guess. Um, joggers have said that sometimes when they jog around the cemetery, they'll sometimes hear someone running up behind them, and then when they, when they look, no one's there. Oh, wow. Floating orbs have been seen hovering above d- different headstones throughout the cemetery. Strange images or shapes also like to appear in photographs. Hmm. Apparitions of women in pioneer era clothing are often seen throughout the cemetery. See, that's what I would expect. Yeah, like the ones that are like, I didn't get justice. Yeah, you know? and they're women, right? With a axe to grind, right? Oh yeah. Oh, they would be, they would be scary in war. <laughs> Could you imagine? I feel like, yeah. Yeah. Dang. Okay. Hmm. Some guests have heard the sound of a baby crying, mm-hmm. and when they go to follow the sound, it'll usually lead them to a grave of an infant who has passed away. Oh, God, this is <clears> the <throat> saddest thing. Children ghosts are a common sighting. Um, they are seen playing and running amongst the headstones. Aww. And when someone gets near them to tell them to behave, they'll vanish. Sadly, not all of the children ghosts are happy, though. Some children ghosts are seen frantically crying, and when they're approached, they vanish. That would break my heart. Right? Every time I see a, a child ghost, not child ghost, <laughs> a chi- child's headstone, it breaks my heart a little bit every Doesn't single it? time. I can't, like, it makes me so sad. Right. Um, apparitions of young men in military uniforms are also seen, ha- have also been spotted amongst the graves. And what's interesting is they usually appear in the morning hours, the military men. Oh, yeah, up before dawn. Yeah. Yeah. An apparition of an old man is seen wandering alongside the road at evening time. He likes to disappear just as your car passes him. One story I read said that a woman was driving by and she saw the old man and wondered if he needed help, so she drove past him, but when she looked back into her mirror, he was gone. Oh. Isn't that crazy? Wow. And, you know, if it was a real old man, they don't move fast. No, they don't. You know that was a ghost. People have reported strange electrical malfunctions when driving by the cemetery. 
Uh, the last little bit I'm going to tell you is a short story I found on a recent post on the Utah Haunted History page. Mm. This was written by a commenter named Chance M. He said that back in 2012, they were he was only about 12 years old. Him and his little sisters were staying the night at his older sister's house with her husband, and they lived somewhere nearby. Um, they were looking for something to do, so they decided to go out and buy a Ouija board and bring it to the cemetery. No. <laughs> They went to every single store they could think of, could not find a Ouija board, but they decided to come to the cemetery anyway to do a little ghost hunt or play ghost in the graveyard, whatever they wanted to do. Yeah. Strangely enough, when they got here, the cemetery, or when they got here, they found a small group of people using a Ouija board, and they just kind of grouped together with them. Mm. The group that brought the Ouija board told them about all the spooky things they've experienced while visiting the cemetery and led them to Lily Gray's headstone. And they show them where it, sh- where it says, Victim of the Beast 666. They chose her grave to be the spot where they whipped out the Ouija board. Um, at this point, it was around 1.30 or 2 a.m. They sat and asked questions, and the planchette never moved. But then, they saw a woman in an old wedding dress walking towards the path. <laughs> they were near. <laughs> Not towards them, but towards the path. And I guess they like yelled over to her, like, hey, what are you doing, you know? Did not even acknowledge them. Just wow. kept walking. So they were really creeped out. And then I guess one of them kind of like went towards her and like was saying stuff. And said, and that person said that she vanished. Oh, wow. So not everybody said they saw that. But just the person that went over there said, yeah, she vanished. The group gained their attention back to the board. Only to see that a rose had suddenly popped up onto the board, onto the corner of the board. And nobody knew how it got there. What? The they attempted to keep using the Ouija board. The end. <laughs> the end. <laughs> um, the attempt to keep using the Ouija board, or they they kept attempting to use, use the Ouija board, but the planchette was not moving. Nothing was happening. Mm. That's when they saw that lady in the old wedding dress again, and she was this time just standing underneath a path light. Like, you know, like there's like oh, street lights. Yeah. She was just standing underneath one, completely still, just standing there. Oh, shit. That's scary. They got super freaked out, and they closed the board, however that works. And when they were walking back to their cars, they noticed that something or someone kept dropping roses behind them. They saw more and more roses the closer they got to their cars. What? Yeah. The end. (laughs) Oh, gosh. That is crazy. Yeah, right? What's up with these roses? I like that. I feel like that means something. Right. Yeah. Was like, it like she had roses at her wedding and she died at her wedding? Maybe. And why would it? Why would they? Why would there be more roses the closer get, they get to their cars? Like, I wonder if that was, if that was her. Is that her way of saying like, oh, don't go. There's more interesting things to ha- happen here. It's not three a.m. yet. Yeah. <laughs> You're not sharp on the time here. Yeah. Also, don't do Ouija boards. Oh, yeah, don't do that. Just stop it. Yeah, first and foremost. It just is bad. It brings bad juju. Right. We won't judge you for much, but using a Ouija board, we will judge you for. I will judge you. I will judge you. Using a Ouija board. I will judge your um, intelligence. And your decision-making skills. Yep. Yep. I feel like people are judging us just being here for some reason. (laughs) Listen, I can be here too. Right. They're like, you guys don't look like you're supposed to be here, though. Oh, and as I felt bad wearing a ghost t-shirt. Oh. Like, 
I don't think it's insensitive. I mean, what do they think? What do you think is going to happen after you die? The ghosts here are like, hey, way to represent. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway. uh, That's a good one. I love... I love cemeteries. I've never been to one for a spooky reason, mm-hmm. but I love being at cemeteries. Like, I don't find them creepy. They're very peaceful. I feel like they're peaceful. Yeah. But I've never, like, been to one for the reason of being scared, you know? Like, you've never gone there in, for intent of being creeped out. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. Me either. Well, that's not true. I mean, I've gone to the one that's by my house with the EMF detector, but, like, it wasn't necessarily it was like in like a respectful way yeah you know not like let's see what i'm gonna let's find see what ghosts are here yeah it was to see if it worked like it wasn't something that i was doing with people or anything yeah but. like it's, it wasn't a ghost hunt exactly i see you. oh i have i have outro notes again and okay. i hope listeners i hope you appreciate the outro notes because because <laughs> they're if not it's chaos so this this way we can actually get information out <laughs> okay um so outro thanks everybody for listening to episode 31 (laughs) happy halloween tomorrow happy halloween be safe oh and hey we want to see what you are for halloween so like maybe if you put on your story just add us like tag us in yeah tag us we want to see i want to see what you are for halloween Mm -hmm. uh if you want tell a spooky story and tag us in it yeah um we'll share it uh send in your scary spooky stories to hauntedcold at gmail.com or submit it on our website so that we can feature your story mm-hmm. in a bring your own booze episode yeah and like we were saying last episode just give us as much detail excuse me as much detail as you can write in your story we're not yeah. we're not doing it the way we thought we would because there's been a lot of scheduling conflicts and like it just hasn't been happening, so we're like, well, maybe let's just change this up a little bit and we'll make it so... Them. Yeah. Yeah. So, they might end up being shorter Bring Your Own Booze episodes, too. So, like, when when we get those stories and then release them, just know they are not going to be as long as the other ones. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, November on Deck at Dusk airs in two days from now. So, on November 1st. Yeah, and it's a true crime mm-hmm. episode. Do you know what you're doing yet? No. Oh. I mean, hopefully I do by the time this airs. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Hopefully it's already recorded by then. (laughs) Oh, that'd be a mess. Um, But that airs on November 1st on Patreon. And we do those every month, the first of the month. And every other month is different, either true crime or paranormal. Yeah. So if you want to sign up for our Patreon, Tier 1 is $4 a month, Tier 2 is $5 a month, and Tier 3 is $6 a month. And depending on which tier you sign up for determines on what you receive in your welcome package. And it also determines on what kind of content you get. So, but not really right now. Right now, everybody's kind of getting the same stuff. But just yeah. your welcome package will be smaller or bigger depending on what do you sign up for. Yeah. This episode airs on October 30th. And the next one will come out on November 13th. And follow us on social media at Haunt and Cold Podcast on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. And like April said, visit our website to submit your true crime and paranormal stories. Yeah. Good episode. Happy Halloween. Mm (laughs) Okay, bye. bye. (laughs)